Hello guys, welcome to the Unknown Podcast. It's been it's been a very hot minute. One week since it looked to me. Oh, sorry, that's not where you were going with no. that. Where what did I didn't even hear what you said? What did you say? You said it's been. Uh, I thought you were just going into. It's been weeks one week since it looked no. to me. No, that was a good opportunity for me to do that, though. especially with us being gone for uh, gone three for, weeks. Yeah. yeah, we've had a lot going on. A lot of people moving. Brian getting a new job. Yeah. Mike moving. It's been, it's been a bit hectic. Yeah, there's a lot going on. But we're here, and hopefully the schedule will start working for us. So uh, we'll try. We're going to try, and that's really all we can do. So thanks, guys. Okay. This week, we're doing, our, uh, we're doing a flashback review. We're looking at Micah's favorite movie, Shawshank Redemption. Send you here for life. That's exactly what they take. I believe in two things. Discipline. Help me, God! In the Bible. Here you receive both. Andy came to Shawshank Prison in 1947. Why'd you do it? I didn't, since you asked. <laughs> you can fit right in. I must admit, I didn't think much of Andy the first time I laid eyes on him. All right. Uh, terrible, awful... Mm-hmm. Just really bad, terrible acting. Is it below Stand By Me? So much far below it. I can't believe I'm saying that, but... Yeah, um, that's amazing. No, I... Every time I watch this movie, I just... I don't know, I I feel like I can can remember what it felt like watching it the first time, and, like, I'll, like, certain scenes will, like, flashback to when I was watching it the very first time and just remember being like oh whoa that's awesome or like mm-hmm. just feel i remember the feeling of like being like super wrapped up in this story and yeah so this was like one of the first movies i'd watched um that i ever was just like oh shit movies can be really good uh and it was also one of the first movies i got from netflix like mailed to netflix like that was one of mm-hmm. Uh, my parents had just signed up for Netflix and, and I think, you know, we'd gotten like two or three movies before this, but then my parents were like, oh yeah, you know, like you can use Netflix whenever, if there's no movies we want. And I was like, oh, okay. And so like, I literally picked that movie off of no other reason, I think, than like, I, I maybe had like just watched Bruce Almighty and I was like, oh, Morgan Freeman, I'll watch a movie with Morgan Freeman in it. <laughs> like it was something really stupid, you know, and then... Uh, oh my god yeah so then i watched that and it just like opened my eyes to like oh my god that was awesome um so that's why it's my i think that's why it's my favorite movie that's a hundred percent not at all why i would have guessed (laughs) the train of thought would have been to get you to shawshank yeah i think i mean i think it, it also like I read read about it or something, and I was like, okay, Morgan Freeman, and then I like did a Google search or something, and I was like, oh, okay, it's yeah, it's on IMDb. It's one of the top ones on IMDb. Uh, people like it. It must be good. Mm-hmm. No, it couldn't couldn't be better than Bruce Almighty, but we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I'm no not way. so sure about Bruce Almighty, <laughs> but you know what? I'll humor them. <laughs> uh, well, I was texting you earlier because I watched this today. Um, and uh, it's I, I really don't know how to describe it effectively either, but the movie is just super enticing and it's super interesting. 
and it's grounded in reality i think and it's prison movies just are pretty fascinating to begin with but there's something with these characters and it hooks you right away and it's i don't know it's uh it's hard for me to explain yeah you know and i don't know it's uh i one thing that i uh think really helps make the movie is, so you've got obviously just great performances from tim robbins and morgan freeman and the ensemble cat just like everybody all the yeah. small parts even too are really good but um i feel like the music just really does a good job of Dude. putting you in so whatever yes. space it wants you to be in and also the the shots that are going along with the music are just like i don't know you're walked through how to feel the whole time yeah, I looked into the music, um, and it's Thomas Newman, who he did, uh, he's done a bunch of stuff, but I had no idea he did this, and uh, he did Saving Mr. Banks, um, the movie about oh, yeah. Mary Poppins and stuff, and so uh, I love the music in that, and so it makes a lot of sense why I liked, like, for some reason watching it this time, I noticed the music, and it was just so good, and it, it definitely, what you said, it helps with the whole, with every scene it's fitting and it's you know brings out the emotions especially the brooks sequence yeah i noticed the music 100 percent there this time and it's uh I oh feel like that's while you're saying that really quick i do want to interrupt and say to not that there's that many people listening but to anybody listening who has not ever watched shawshank this is one of those movies that i really urge you to not read about the movie don't listen to this podcast until you <laughs> go watch the movie because it's one of those movies that just really benefits from going in blind. Yeah. That's, that's, I just want to say that because that made me think about it. Yeah. Um, but yes, I agree. Um, I that The Brook scene and then how they pull it up again at, near the end of the movie with Red. Mm-hmm. And you kind of get worried at first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because you definitely can... That was his fear. Yeah. And he mentions that earlier, how he was going to be like Brooks, and he yeah. was going to go down that same path. And it's kind of going... It's hinting at it a little bit, but then, uh, then you know, obviously what happens, happens, so... Yeah. Um, I hated it. Why? Of course you did. <laughs> I hated it because, A, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> And then B, because I know Micah's, this was his favorite movie, and I hate him so much. So it was, so the entire time I was just like angrily watching it, but also just like feeling really happy because it was so good. But like, I needed to hate it, so stop being so good. So you were kind of, I imagine you were making like a Joker face where you're Scott, you know, your eyebrows are kind of burrowed, but you're smiling. Like, I'm I, loving this, but I'm so angry. I painted a uh, like a makeup smile on my face <laughs> so that and while I frowned and watched it. Yeah. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I, it's a fantastic movie, and I too, well, not I too, but I only watched it because uh, it was the number one movie on IMDb, so like top two fifty. Not realizing that I'd already watched pretty much the majority of it because it was just so syndicated. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. on like TNT and Dude, like it's TBS, on TNT, like twice AMC. A week. Yeah, like like I'd already seen the entire movie practically just growing up sporadically, you know, in parts on like Sunday afternoons. Um, but then, you know, I eventually sat down and watched it once I started to get into movies, and it was so good. Um, 
which like I still like I watch it I catch it every now and then when it's on TV but like I still feel like it just doesn't do it justice. You have to watch it like in its purest form. Yeah. Of just like you have to watch it all with unedited and just all in one go because it just adds so much more. I mean not to say that the TV version isn't good but it's just I don't know. TV versions usually aren't as good with all the commercials and it just takes you out of the feelings. Yeah, for sure. Um uh, I mean, besides besides the story part of it, oh sorry. No, no go Hold ahead. On. You're good. I said besides the story part of it, because I mean it's it, people talk so much about it. I love the behind the scenes stuff with the movie. Like, like a like the whole casting of it was just ridiculous. Like literally every single big name in Hollywood at the time were was offered these parts. Like Clint Eastwood, Paul Newman, Tom Cruise, Tom Hanks, Kevin Costner. Johnny Depp, like, they were all offered this role. Kevin Costner actually turned down this role to star in Waterworld. Uh, fun fact. And then wow. Hanks dropped out of it. Uh, Hanks didn't do it because he was uh, filming Forrest Gump. So, uh, so I thought it was funny how all these, like, major, just, like, legends of Hollywood turned it down. But then, like, Tim Robbins, who's a great actor, got it. And then now you watch it, and it's just like, I can't imagine anybody but Tim Robbins playing Andy Dufresne. Yeah. And then um, I also found it funny how, like, Red was supposed to be uh, a white Irish actor. Uh, and they actually, like, add a little joke in it yeah. in, the, in the filming. Yeah. Uh, when he mentions just, like, why they call you Red. I was like, well, maybe it's because I'm Irish. And, like, that's, like, a little <laughs> hint to, like, the whole casting of it all. Because it was supposed to be, like, a white dude who was Irish. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, the only one that was, like, casted right away and, like, remained that way was... Uh, Clancy Brown, who played you know the, the evil guard, yeah, like he was mm. he was the w- person they thought of right off the bat, and he's like hell yeah I'll do this movie. <laughs> he was the first one cast, and he was like the 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 longest one cast. Um, and then too, just like how crazy this is a, kind of about Shawshank, but also about the year, just like the year of 1994 in movies. Yeah, like like this movie went up against like in the Oscars the next year went up against Forrest Gump. Pulp Fiction, like Four Weddings and a Funeral, which is a great movie too, and like Quiz Show was a great movie. Like it's just like so many. Yeah, I think the Lion cla- King classics too. Yeah, like so many classics that we consider now, and like Shawshank, like is is the best movie of the bunch. But at the time, it was just like, yeah, but you're competing against Forrest Gump. Yeah, like you're competing against Pulp Fiction. Yeah, like it's just it's just crazy. Um. But I mean, and all three of those movies still remain so high and held in high regard. So I thought that was pretty cool. I still um, have a grudge against Forrest Gump because it's the reason Shawshank didn't win any Oscars. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking just. It was nominated, I think, for like six, but seven. Yeah, it, seven. Okay. Yeah, it was seven. It didn't win yeah, any. Yeah, but, which is which really crazy. bums me out so much. Oh yeah, but it, it, it makes sense when you look at what Brian was talking about. Just like there were so many good movies that year. Yeah, I'm surprised too that because um, I'm looking at the best actor like the Oscars right now. I'm surprised that they had Morgan Freeman as uh, the best actor actor on nomination instead of supporting. I feel like he had a better chance of winning the supporting. But I mean, I guess that it was a kind of like a two. Yeah, it, it really was a two man show. Movie. Like he 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 almost has more of a presence in the movie than Tim Robbins does because he it's like the whole movie is him telling you the story about. Andy Dufresne he's narrating mm-hmm. it. it even though it follows Andy it's through like the lens of um, Red. Red 
Yeah. Right. Uh, I know we've mentioned it in private before, but I love how Micah and mine's favorite movies are both short stories from Stephen yeah. King yeah. that appeared in like the same novella, yeah. a yeah. collection of short stories. So I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so at my new job, we get to listen to head- we ha- we have to listen to music or whatever. We have to have headphones on while we're working. So I took it uh, upon myself to just download like a shit ton of audio books because it just helps pass the time and I feel like I'm doing even though I'm at my job I feel like I'm doing more productive work when I'm listening to an audiobook yeah that makes <laughs> um, sense. and I just finished 112263 which is a Stephen King novel oh yeah and that and then tomorrow I'm starting the different seasons audiobook and I think the very first one is Shawshank so I just got done watching the movie and now I'm gonna dive right into like the novella of it so I'm pretty excited to dive into that because I've never read different seasons. I've only read, uh, like, the Stand By Me portion of it. So I'm excited to kind of maybe possibly pick up on some more, like, new things that I had in the movie. Mm-hmm. But, I, but I feel like in a three-hour, you know, a close to a three-hour-long movie, they probably packed in everything from the book. Or at Wait, least they that, had That's what I was curious about, too, because I've never read the, the short story. And I, I keep thinking, like, how... I, this short story must either be fucking phenomenal or somebody had a really like uh, detailed idea of how they wanted to extrapolate it and expand it because mm-hmm. I, I don't remember how many pages it is but i feel like it's like like 20 like it's like fairly short uh the the entire book like different seasons is 520 but but like uh, the, the specific story i think is relatively uh, small yeah, I don't think it's that long. I think yeah, it's less, sure. definitely less than a hundred. Yeah. I think. So, yeah, I'm kind of curious what they like, because Darabont wrote it, which is crazy because yeah. him alone. That, that's kind of interesting with the, the behind the scenes stuff too, because he did that in '94. He did a Stephen King short. This is how he got Shawshank too, is because he did something of Stephen King before that, and that's why Stephen King gave him his blessing to do Shawshank, and. uh which is interesting too because he only sold the rights for Shawshank for a thousand dollars and then Mm -hmm. he never cashed in the check and he just gave it back to Frank Darabont he uh he did the woman in the room yeah that's right uh he bought that right for that for Stephen King short for a dollar (laughs) (laughs) wow that's pretty funny yeah yeah so I think that that's kind of cool, but uh, but yeah, and then he didn't do anything till Green Mile. I think was his next thing, like, and that was five years later. In <laughs> which, which is my second favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you have some uh, weird obsession with Stephen King and, and prison. prison. Yeah, man, yeah. and um, the lawyer in Shawshank is a prison guard in the Green Mile. Oh. The lawyer from the beginning. Yeah. He's one of the main characters wow. in Green Mile. Okay. Frank Darabont's last movie that he directed too was in 2007, and that movie was The Mist, which was another Stephen King novel. <laughs> right. And like that us. one was like really good too. So it's just like those two well, like d- working d- off of each other are just like. Didn't really, he also really good. Uh, direct the first season of um, Walking Dead? Walking Dead. Yeah. He, I think he still yeah. writes stuff too for it. But they had. I think him and AMC had a huge falling out or something. Yeah, they, I don't think they liked where he was going with it, which I yeah. don't understand that. Like, I, I guess I don't oh, know what yeah. they wanted out of it, but I, the first season didn't feel that misguided or anything to me, at least. No. Yeah. I, I completely agree. He, he left after, I think, the f- second the first, season. Yeah, first or second. Yeah, yeah cause cause that was pretty it, big news when he left. Because it says on his, like, 
Wikipedia page uh, that he 2010-2011. So he's the only reason I watched Walking Dead to begin with, actually. Cause yeah, I, I recognize his. I mean, the premise like this is when the zombie thing was in its yeah peak. Yeah, you know, but it was still like his name definitely pulled me in because of Shawshank and yeah. whatnot. So yeah, AMC wanted to uh, uh, lower the budget, and Darabont said no, oh. so they fired him. So, and they wanted to do twice as many episodes for like thirty percent less of the budget. Yikes! It's just like well. uh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame uh, but him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty excited to see kind of, like, on the topic of him, just, like, kind of what else he has in store. Because he's, like I said, the last movie he's directed was 2007, which was, you know, 11 years ago. So yeah. I'm hoping that he returns soon. He looks like he's been kind of dealing doing a lot of TV since then. Yeah. Um, he produced, or he wrote, I guess, uncredited, the Huntsman uh, movie. Probably, probably doctoring that. And then he did a... Uh, Godzilla as well, the 2014 one. Oh, okay. Um, but he hasn't wrote or directed anything since 2007, so... He's just waiting for Stephen King's next thing. <laughs> Come on, man, can you write a book so I can fucking direct it? <laughs> <laughs> Him and his son did just do one, so maybe they'll do that one or something. Yeah, true. Yeah. I, I was reading... Um, Roger Ebert's review of Shawshank because I was curious. So, like, right after I finished it, I was looking up some facts on the IMDb page, and like, one of the things was like, oh, sponsored review section, and then it was Roger Ebert was the first one, so I clicked on it, and I didn't read the whole thing, but I was reading, like, kind of skimming to see his thoughts, and um, the the most striking uh, thing he wrote about it, which I thought was kind of interesting, was um, he felt that this was one of Stephen King's scariest stories. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. And he's like, and, and uh, he can go for, yeah. Well, yeah. He, he was explaining like he, the, the horror isn't some, you know, monster or some animal or some spooky otherworldly thing. The horror is a, a, an innocent man just getting the absolute spirit drained out of him over and over again. Um, and having, you know, like, uh, first of all, just going, getting put in prison for life and then, uh, finding out he's, there's somebody to corroborate his innocence and then that guy gets murdered and then, you know, getting put in Mm. solitary confinement for two months and, you know, just repetitively getting smashed until there is, you know, he's broken. And uh, I thought that was a really interesting way to look at that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can definitely agree with that, and would definitely see. I could see it that way, and it is like the more you think about it, that would be probably one of the most terrifying things. And yeah, I think that's what sitting makes in the prison movies. for twenty years. Yeah, and finding out, you know, however many years in that you are completely innocent, you didn't do it. Yeah, you know. But I like the end message of the movie where he's when Red's reading the letter. And just his message of hope. And yeah. now that's really all we have. And I feel like that's... You're just watching this movie and this dude going through all this stuff. And it's just kind of gut-wrenching. And, yeah. You know. I so, still maintain, Micah, you need to get uh, the coordinates for Zinwatanejo. <laughs> yeah. You need to get that on your body. Yeah. That would be a uh, tattoo. Apparently it was filmed in the Virgin Islands. That, that scene. No. So, the coordinates are out there. The truth is out there, Micah. I mean, I'm sure if I literally Googled, say, Watsoneo coordinates, it would pull <laughs> it right up. 
So it's just out there. It'd just be a middle finger. <laughs> I go oh, fuck yourself. <laughs> just really wanted oh. this as a tattoo. Um, <laughs> I just wanted a tattoo, man. <laughs> yeah, and that's I I kind of see the horror too. Just uh, the theme of the prison system and kind of what it does to people yeah because you're looking at brooks and that and that sequence i mean that sequence is probably one of the big highlights of the movie yeah. i think it's just kind of so sad oh yeah it's depressing and you kind of just see him like he adjusts to only being in prison and then when he can finally get out he can't do it and it's like what do you do you know and so I always start to get the most emotional right uh, before he starts reading his letter, and I know he's about to start reading the letter. Uh, mm-hmm. And he, it's, he's walking down the sidewalk, and he's about to cross the road, and then the car like slams on his brakes, and then when he starts launching into, uh, I never saw an automobile too much before when I, before I was in prison, whatever. However, he starts mm-hmm. it, and every time, like at that part, I'm like, oh no, this is the Brooks scene. <laughs> Yeah, I just I yeah. can feel it, and I I just get so like anticipatorily emotional. Yeah, and the music too. The music for that part yeah. is just it's so just again. It's just like um, dead on with it. Like it walks you through how you need to feel for the scene. Really, yeah, it makes you feel that way. One thing I didn't realize in out of all the years that I, we've been watching this movie on the TV is that. uh I didn't realize until I looked it up that Roger Deakins actually shot it. Yeah. Who's a cinematographer. Like, I didn't know that. And that just makes complete sense. Just like, but then I asked myself the question, was like, what the fuck hasn't Roger Deakins <laughs> shot? <laughs> there really were a lot of beautiful shots in this, too. The scene where they're on the roof and the guard grabs Andy and he's bringing him over. like the like he's Oh, yeah. And, it, and it, it's like that crane it shot. It does that kind of swooping over the top where you can see how high up off the roof they yeah, are. Yeah, like that was really yeah. cool. The scene where Andy's driving and he's going around that mountain curve and as he goes yeah. the camera kind of keeps going out into the ocean so it's like his freedom mm-hmm. kind of you know my, that's... my favorite shot is uh towards the beginning right after they introduce um uh so like when andy walks into the prison for the first time and, and morgan freeman's like oh like my my bet's on that tall glass of water and then he's like uh, you know he but andy didn't cry that night he he didn't make make a peep or whatever and then the camera cuts to the outside of the prison and it's a shot looking at the front of the prison and it's zooming in and the bus or no actually sorry this is before andy shows up i think um, mm-hmm. and the bus turns the corner and then the music starts playing and it's the do 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 you know, it's just, and then it, the camera like zooms in and it flies in over the top of the prison and starts like curling towards like the the uh, guys having to walk in, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the prisoners having to walk back inside or something like that. Like, it's just a really simple shot, uh, but it just, I don't know, just something with that with the music and everything. Like, it's all starting to when pull I see you that, in, kind of. Yeah, when when I see that, I'm just like, I'm ready, like to like o- open me up, movie, like I'm ready for this. Yeah, you're ready to go on this god-awful journey that andy dufresne's about to go on yeah yeah god and i forgot to um the with the first the batch of prisoners that andy comes in with and that guard um when the one guy's just says he should he wants to go home and he just oh, he yeah. just beats the shit out of that guy and they're all yeah. just like everyone's kind of joking and they're all like well we always like to kind of harass them and haze them i guess and then that guy starts doing that and then everybody just gets quiet and you can you yeah. see red just it's like 
just watching because you know like what else can you can't do anything yeah like even i forgot his name already but even like the guy was just like like saying to himself just like you know just shut up like after he was hazing mm-hmm. him it's just like stop screaming and like we'll leave you yeah. alone yeah. but it's just like goes back to your point earlier sean it's just like how fucked up prison just makes yeah. you you just get disconnected from everything and yeah it's just i i found uh, when i was watching it this time i was like trying to make myself look to see if there was anything i've never noticed before or like try to see if there's like other little you know things i never picked up on uh little easter eggs or something so one thing i was curious about and maybe this is me looking too deep into something but um the name penny is carved into andy's wall in his Mm -hmm. in his cell um and and you know at first i was like okay that's just like somebody carving somebody they're missing maybe and that's their motivation or their inspiration but then i was also like okay well andy's carving his name um so and then i was thinking okay like pennywise you know that's like a a stephen king character yeah Um, and so I, i didn't know if that was like something somebody inserted just kind of as like a weird little easter egg or if it just it's just totally unrelated yeah that would be interesting I, I could. I, yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. That'd be pretty interesting to look into. It's pretty fascinating, his whole universe, like how there is a Stephen King universe. It's just, it's pretty fascinating it. to me. No, I do too. It's yeah, crazy. Have, you, have uh, either of you watched Castle Rock, the show? I, I was about to bring that up. I want to start watching that. Yeah, I was waiting until it finished so I could just binge it. All I know, I haven't watched it either, but all I know, so the whole show takes place inside Shawshank. And then oh, okay. uh, one of the main characters is Pennywise, but he's not... He's uh, not Pennywise. Yeah, he's I not think. like the clown Pennywise or something like that. But I think it's played by... It's played Star by the Star. same guy that plays yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm curious if it's going to have this greater uh pull into the yeah. whole world or something like a mcu sort of deal i think i've heard mostly good things about it um but i was just talking to someone about it the other day actually they uh um so i was just i just got done reading eleven twenty two sixty three, a stephen king book and it's about the guy going back in time to stop the jfk assassination yeah. and in it he passes through Derry, um where uh pennywise is from and he he meets and talks with uh, like Beverly Marsh and like Richie, and there's oh, like wow. a there's like a whole chapter dedicated to him like talking to them, and there's like little hints of just like when he's in Derry of like the bartenders talking about like yeah the town's on edge because these kids keep on going missing, and then like Beverly Beverly and like Richie are like whispering to each other when they talk to this dude, and like they're like telling each other like no it's not him like it's not the clown. And it's just like, it's just, I love it because it's just like these subtle hints of just like, well, now I fucking want to watch, like, now I want to read it. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I just, and then, and then that movie's going to make, well, now I want to read Sawshank. And like, that yeah. movie's going to make, well, now I want to read Cujo. <laughs> it's just like, I love it because it makes, it makes me want to read, it, it, it's definitely like the MCU where it's just like, I want to watch the next superhero movie. Now with this, it's just like, I want to read the next Stephen King book because yeah. I want to see it all just connect with each other. I love it, and he just does it so like subtly and beautifully. I think. Mm-hmm. And he's you, he's a go ahead. I was just gonna ask Brian if if he, have you seen um the eleven whatever sixty said the have you seen the show with James Franco? 
yeah so i saw the show and i that's like i keep on thinking in my head whenever uh like i'm reading the when i'm ever listening to the book is just like comparing it yeah. but i also haven't seen the show since it first came out and that was what 2013 14 a few years ago i can't remember yeah so it's been a while so i think once after i finish uh so i finished it today so i think what i'm gonna do is like watch the show again I, i'd so be curious because kind of... i don't i don't remember any mentions of of dairy or like beverly marsh or any like it references so i was curious but but like that might be because i didn't I, I don't either i don't it could just be i didn't know the characters names back then and so i wasn't looking for it yeah i don't i don't remember it either so i uh i'll have to look for it yeah. when if they do it because i know there's a lot of things just from remembering it that there were a few things in the book that was not in the show so i'll be interested to see now exactly since it's fresh in my head maybe we should do a book podcast we'll just we'll all go read uh stephen king (laughs) god it's taking it took i'm like halfway through it and that was a good solid like three months of reading so oh dude i can't i haven't read a book in five years we wouldn't we do a podcast every decade if if we were actually doing a book (laughs) podcast yeah let's try to just do this once a week again and then we can jump to <laughs> let's, let's, don't, let's not get ahead of ourselves yeah we're getting real let's, ambitious let's ease back into this yeah um is there anything else you guys want to say about Shawshank? no I'm, um I'm there, there's a lot of just little quotes i always say in my real life like whenever um uh I don't even know when I say this, but every once in a while I'll just go to Kara. I don't know. I, I, oh, it's when I'm asking her opinion on something. I'll be like, what say you, fussy britches? <laughs> the, the line that, you know, when he discovers the hole in the wall. Um, yeah. And I, I don't know why, but I always say that. And then uh, uh, I don't say this that often, but uh, fat barrel and monkey spunk. <laughs> <laughs> Pat barrel of monkeys when, he, when he's beating up the prisoner um and yeah. then uh the last one out i, I everyone's gonna be like all right okay i'm gonna go pinch a loaf i'll be right back <laughs> she hates it's real charming yeah, yeah i can't i'm surprised that she hates that it's weird um one thing i i just remembered to uh with the behind the scenes um was darabont said that he watched goodfellas a lot and that's how he kind of was getting the feel of Morgan Freeman narrating and also getting the passage of time because that's what Goodfellas does a really good job with that. So he, I thought it was interesting trying to see the similarities and how those two films kind of approach that mm-hmm. style of filmmaking. And it's definitely something I really do like with both movies. But And also this started the trend of Morgan Freeman narrating things. Yeah, I was, I was, I was specifically looked that up. Like he had narrated a couple TV shows prior to that. Like I I think he'd done narration like five other times and it was, I hadn't heard of whatever those things were. So my guess would be that somebody who had like a keen eye for like talent was like, okay, yeah, I don't know what the show is, but whoever's narrating this is really good. And then I think this is kind of what helped launch that, like, Morgan Freeman is the narrator you think about when when narration happens. Alrighty. If uh, you have not watched Shawshank, I don't know what you're doing. Just go watch it, please. I'm surprised you've avoided this long with it being on TV all the time, too, so... I tip my hat to you if you've avoided it for... I, I, I tip my hat away from you in disgust. 
Ugh. Excuse me, human. Yeah. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, I could see it. Is there uh I don't know if we have a plan for next week. I mean, we'll, we'll just... Uh, I think October actually has some decent movies coming out. I know this weekend is both Venom and A Star is Born. Well, uh, we'll be in your ears again. And in your hearts. And, and in your hearts. Until then, still for the Unknown still. Podcast, yeah. Goodbye. Uh, and this podcast brought to you by Benito's. But, uh, Benito's. Uh, crunch good. Crunch now. Crunch forever. All hail the crunch. Benito's. Benito's forever. Benito's. Eat us till you die. <laughs> There's your next tattoo. There we go. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Bye, guys. See ya.